Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? It's a game day. The Seattle Kraken are on the road. They have a four-game tilt. We start in Motor City, taking on the Red Wings and a familiar face. We're going to talk about tonight's game, the stats, key stats, and players that you need to know, and, of course, some lineup changes. That's coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. What's cracking, Seattle hockey fans? Erica L. Ayala here, your host of Locked On Kraken. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. Today's episode of Locked On Kraken is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Listen, everydayers, OGers, and of course, those insiders who are a part of our subtext community, you know that uh, we've been talking about lineup changes. We're only six games into the season, and by necessity, whether through injury or performance, the Seattle Kraken have had to, excuse me, the Seattle Kraken have had to shake things up. And that is what is going to be on display tonight against the Red Wings. The Seattle Kraken are still looking for their first, or excuse me, for their only their second outright win. Uh, we we have not been as successful as we wanted out the gate, but that changes tonight, or at least we hope. So let's get to know this Detroit Red Wings squad. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see up on the screen, we've got the head-to-head that's sent to us by the amazing PR team from the Seattle Kraken. So the overall record for the Red Wings, they're 5-1-0. and The Kraken, as I mentioned, 1-4-1. So three points on the season. The away record, 0-2-1 for the Seattle Kraken. The... Oh, the home record, a perfect 3-0 for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, again, the, the the record in the last 10 is the same as what I've already said because we're not even 10 games into the season. Alex Debrinkit had a hattie the other day for the Red Wings. Daniel Sprong, two goals and two assists, I believe. We'll talk about him a little bit. Vince Dunn is our leading scorer with five points. And then there's special teams. Power play at a 39% clip for the Detroit Red Wings, 16.7 to be exact, percent for the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken have a near-perfect penalty kill at 93.8%, whereas the Detroit Red Wings sitting at 87%. So there's something to be said about special teams. We definitely have to pick up the power play for the Seattle Kraken. Here are a few other things that I want you to know about this matchup. Um, we know that 
We're going to be without Burakovsky and Tanev. We're going to talk in the next segment about what the lineup is going to look like. But according to our game notes here, Seattle has scored an average of four goals per game against the Detroit Red Wings. That's the fifth best mark against any opponent, trailing only Buffalo, Ottawa, Arizona, and Chicago as teams that score pretty well against the Red Wings. In a vacuum, I love that for us. Unfortunately, this season, one outlier, we have not scored more than a goal uh, in any game except for that game against Carolina, who we do play coming up, so we'll talk about that later in the week. Jaden Schwartz from the dot, 71.4% of the faceoffs he has taken this season. He has won. I love that because um, we talked, as you know, when I was at – training camp when I was at preseason about how important the, the face-off dot was going to be. We've also heard from Dave Paxtel, not only in preseason, but also throughout the regular season is that it's not just winning the face-off, but it's what you do after that. We still need to see that cleaned up a little bit for the Seattle Kraken, but keep an eye on Schwartz who also has two goals and two assists in his last four games against the Red Wings. So not only is he winning pucks for the Seattle Kraken, but he also plays well against this Red Wings side. Justin Schultz will enter tonight's game one point shy of totaling 300 NHL points overall. He will become the ninth defenseman from the 2008 draft class to have 300 or more career points. So we're looking out for that from Justin Schultz, who scored the other night. Ellie Tolvanen, should he get an assist? I don't know, maybe on Schultz, on a Schultz uh, goal. Uh, that would give him three consecutive games, and that would be a match of his career high. So we're going to get into lines again, but I, I've been telling you there's one line in particular that I like. It's going to get mixed up a little bit, but I, I still have high hopes for Tolvanen, Gord, and Bjorkstrand, to be fair. Maddie Beneers, a lot of people giving Maddie Beneers some criticism, but he has stepped up his game. He's learning how to adjust to an NHL that is not taken by surprise. That's perhaps the, the pitfall, if you will, of winning rookie of the year is that everyone's going to scout the rookie of the year coming out of that rookie of the year season. But he's got four assists in two career games against the Red Wings, has recorded multi-point efforts in both of the games he's played against Detroit. We need him to get back to that. Also, of course, he went to Michigan, originally supposed to go to Harvard, but he ended up playing at Michigan for, I guess he played two seasons at Michigan. So maybe a little familiarity. Maybe he's got, I don't know, former teammates or people in the area that are, are rooting him on. So we cannot wait to see that. But Everly and Debrinkit are your players to watch. Kind of hit this yet uh, a little bit earlier, but Debrinkit leads all NHL skaters in both goals. He's got eight and points, 12 points overall this season. I mentioned the hat trick he scored the other day. He's the second player in NHL history to record at least three points in each of his first three home games, um, according to NHL stats. So uh, Debrinkit, definitely going to be high on that scouting report. Eberly, 19 points 
in last 17 games he has played against the Red Wings. So between, you know, uh, Schwartz uh, and Schultz and Tolvanen, I mean, we've got some guys that play really well at Little Caesar. So hopefully they are going to be serving up, not pizza pies, but serving us up some goals tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, as I mentioned throughout the show, we are going to get into the line changes. I'm going according to what Piper Shaw tweeted out earlier. I also sent this to our Locked on Kraken insiders. And before we uh, get into the next part I want a part of the show, I just want to remind you that you can join us on subtext access to insider coverage and team news by subscribing to the Locked on Kraken subtext, a.k.a. our Locked on Kraken insiders. You can join by texting 918-731-3154. That will activate once you fill in just a little bit of information. Uh, that will um, give you access to our subtext community. We have a thread for game days. We have now a new thread for um, what I'm calling Goodreads. And just a little spoiler for tomorrow, but I will be giving an article that talks about the NHL pride tape fiasco and um, a very brave player in Arizona who uh, maybe in some way was uh, involved in getting that overturned. So we'll talk about that a little bit more on tomorrow's episode. And you'll get the article tomorrow. But uh, coming up next on Locked on Kraken, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about the lineup changes. And we needed a change. It was necessitated, yes, by injury, but also, I just think, by how we are playing right now. Um, but that is coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. As I mentioned earlier on the show, today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by Game Time. Now, if you're an everyday or an OG or you know, again, I was in Seattle for an extended period of time and I got to use Game Time not once, but twice. I went to a Mariners game. I went to an M's game. I saw Kirby pitch. That's kind of big for me because Kirby went to Elon University just like I did. Elon just had homecoming this past weekend. Um, I just got some really cool Elon news. We'll talk about it sometime later in the, in the season. But anyway, so I got to see uh, the, the M's play. They did win that game. And then I also got to see one of my favorite bands, Little Dragon, play at the Neptune. And that was a general admission kind of situation. So GA, you don't get to see your seats because it's general admission. But for the M's game, I went with a good friend of mine who lives in Seattle, and we got to pick our seats. We have a particular area in the stadium that we like to sit in. So with game time, I was able to make sure that we got in our section and we had a great time at the game. It was super quick, super easy. Uh, I got access to the tickets immediately through my email and Ticketmaster. So I can't say enough about game time. I already looked into little dragon tickets elsewhere. Uh, and, you know, of course we've got basketball coming up NHL. So download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL. And that will get you $20 off your first purchase using the game time app. Remember also that there is a game time guarantee. The guarantee goes a little something like this. If you find, if you find a ticket that's in the same section 
uh, and row for less than what you see on game time, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So you just can't go wrong using the game time app. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken also brought to you by the Sleeper app. Now, no, we're not talking about, uh, you know, a mattress company or anything. We're talking about how you don't want to sleep on some amazing deals when it comes to daily fantasy. And the Sleeper app is our daily fantasy app of choice here at the Locked On Network. So... A new NHL season will bring you all sorts of possibilities. You know, Jordan Everly could score 50 goals. The Seattle Kraken could host, could hoist, excuse me, the Stanley Cup. And because of all of that, Sleeper is your number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. You know, what player would you take? to win 100x your money. Who on the Seattle Kraken do you think is a guarantee to make sure that your bets come through? Um, fans can also play NFL, NBA, MLB, and more on Sleeper. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Maddie Beneers or Jared McCann will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, and even plus minus. And there's so many other things as well. So to win a 100X, to win 100X on your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. So take a look at our analytics, our keys to the game, everything that we're giving you and make the best choices over on the Sleeper app. You can use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit on the Sleeper app. Of course, check out the terms and conditions that apply. But remember, use code LOCKEDONNHL and see Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. We are going live, folks. It was a little bit of a wonky day. It is uh, a rainy day here in Tulsa, and I hit the road tomorrow, but wanted to come live before tonight's game because a lot of changes, and we're going to get into those right now. Up on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, I have the projected lines, again, informed by Piper Shaw and what we'd been hearing from Dave Haxtell. So we did talk about this on yesterday's episode, but Ty Cartier doesn't slide up just one line, but he slides up to the top line. And I heard that um, Emerald City Hockey on a post game <laughs> was kind of having fun with uh, two kids and an old guy or something to that effect. Um, which is hilarious, but also Eberly has talked about playing with Beneers. We know that Ty Cartier had a lot of really great chemistry when he made his appearance in the postseason last year, and he's he's kind of a sandpaper guy. So you've got the finesse and the IQ of Beneers, and obviously Eberly as well. Cartier gives you some sandpaper, and then also it can open up Eberly to look for his shot as well. I don't think you go wrong with this top line, quite honestly. And um, 
I really like this, which means, of course, that we have a few other things changing here. Uh, Schwartz, Wenberg, and Bjorkstrand. Now, uh, Bjorkstrand, we know, was moved up to that line. He was with Tolvin and Gord, um, Tolvanen and Gord, but with the Burakovsky, um, well, actually, I guess even before the injury, we kind of played around with that, which I really like. But so then you've got Tolvanen, Gord, and Jared McCann. And Dave Haxel spoke to media before today's game, and this really had to do with McCann and Yanni Gord. They've had experience playing together, and we're really trying to get some chemistry. That's what these lines are indicating for me. Devin Shore slots in to that open forward spot. He'll be playing with Pierre-Edouard Belmar and Kyler Yamamoto. I think a lot of potential there as well. Dave Haxtell was asked today about how much you miss a player like uh, like uh, Daniel Sprung, who of course will be suiting up for the opposition tonight. And I thought he had a really great answer. He talked, well, he wasn't asked only about Sprung. He was asked about the trio of Sprung, Geeky, and Donato, who all walked out the door. We've talked about this, you know, our locked on crack in simple math. And, you know, on paper at least, and certainly now with the Burakovsky injury, we haven't made up the goals that we got from Sprung, Geeky, and Donato. But what Dave Hack still said is that, of course, those three guys who left are great players. You know, he's not surprised to see them meeting success where they are. I thought that was very, um, well, it is true, but it's also, I, I liked that Dave Hack still um, started his comments that way. What he also said is that we like, we like our guys. And he talked about Kyler Yamamoto. He talked about Ty Cartier. Of course, Devin Shore going to slot in today. So I thought it was a good answer from Dave Haxtell, although I still do want to see more from the Seattle Kraken lineup. Uh, you know, we'll see what Daniel Sprung brings. Uh, you know, no ding-dong Daniel Sprung tonight, okay, folks? We're not about that business tonight. We're not about that business. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how the mix-up in the lines is going to impact the chemistry and hopefully the effectiveness on the ice. We talked about it a little bit yesterday with, you know, the NHL edge stats, so much skating distance for the Seattle Kraken, which in theory can be a good thing. But if you look at the Seattle Kraken numbers, you're skating all that distance for what? To what end? We're not scoring goals. We're not particularly good on the power play. The PK is our strong suit. So, you know, I think we we want a little bit more. And I think that I, I like that we're looking to make changes early. Again, some of this out of necessity. Daniel, um, what am I talking about, Daniel? Brandon Tanev, excuse me, out with injury. Andre Burakovsky out with injury. So you needed to slot in guys. But I like, and I've said this, whether it's since last season around the trade deadline or even up through yesterday that the Seattle Kraken have to have, I keep using the term short leash. We cannot let this season slip away. We've heard from Ronnie Francis, our general manager, that he wants to build a Seattle Kraken team that when they make the playoffs, they stay in the playoffs. And if we're being honest, early returns, but it's looking like that might be in jeopardy. And so I like that Dave Haxtell and his coaching staff 
are willing and quite honestly able to make some changes. Now, how are these changes going to look on the ice? Well, we've got a little bit before puck drop to figure out what that looks like. But I'm 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 excited that to me this is potentially in, indicative that the Seattle Kraken do have that quote unquote short leash that they're not afraid to mix things up for the sake of the mission, and that's what we want. You got to win games in order to put yourself in playoff position, and the Seattle Kraken have to win games, and you win games by outscoring your opponent. That's how you do it. And this is from, uh, I love defense. I do love defense. But, or I should say, and you can't simply be a hard-nosed defensive team because you got to score. And here's the thing about the Seattle Kraken, and if you're an everyday or an OG or you know, I don't even think we're a particularly hard-nosed defensive team. I don't think that we have focused so much on the forecheck this year. It's not explicitly something that we're hearing the team talk about. They are much more focused on face-offs. They are much more focused on special teams. Those are all important. I'm good with all of that. And the reason that I liked the aggressive forechecking is because, as they say, your best defense is your offense. Put another way, if you have the puck on your stick, it's quite not literally impossible because there are things as uh, we don't call them own goals in hockey, but mistakes happen. It's extremely difficult. The odds are, are basement low that a team is going to score or get a goal up on, uh, well, not the twins because uh, the guys are on the road, but on the scoreboard. It's it's kind of hard, not impossible, not impossible, but it's kind of hard for an opponent to score when you have puck possession. That's why winning faceoffs is important. Also, like in transition, not allowing defenses to get set up. You, you talk about that in basketball all the time. I think it's the same in hockey. We're not a fast team. We went over some of the NHL edge stats. And so if we allow teams to get in transition to, with, um, against us, then you're in a situation where maybe you're back checking. You don't have enough defense. Your defense isn't set up. And then you're, you're exposing your goaltenders. Speaking of goaltending, before we move on to the next uh, segment of this live episode of Locked on Kraken, I didn't mention this, but Joey Decord is uh, set to be the starting netminder as far as we know. I like that move. I think Joey Dax, he gives something a little bit different. The, for his first start of the season where the Seattle Kraken, they did get a point out of that, went to a shootout. I'm not, not thrilled with what we've seen from him in the shootout, even in the preseason, but you know, he's a younger, less experienced NHL goaltender. I think it'll come. But what we hear from the broadcast team is that what is unique about Joey Decord, and we've talked about this before when it comes to him, he likes to move the puck. And again, getting out in transition, if you can cut down and eliminate at least one pass because it's coming from your goaltender, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. But as promised, we have so much more to get to on this episode of Locked on Kraken. We're going to uh, talk about some key statistics that we should watch out for. And if we can contain these areas, we think it will be in the uh, favor of the Seattle Kraken. 
We're going to talk about that next here on this Tuesday episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken also brought to you by FanDuel. We talk about FanDuel all the time, and right now is a perfect time to snap into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get up to $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed bonus bets, when you place at least a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, maybe you like the futures bets, which we talked about so much in the lead up to Matty Benier's winning rookie of the year. You want to go over under, you want to go uh, who's going to score first. Uh, there's so many options. I have loved looking at things like assists and rebounds in the WNBA season and using that as part of my analysis. So it even helps us broadcasters and uh, sports writers as well, podcast hosts. So spreads, player props, over-unders, you got it all on FanDuel. So head to FanDuel.com backslash locked on, and that'll help you kick off not just the NFL season, but the NHL season, the NBA season's coming up. You're not going to want to miss out. But again, that's FanDuel.com, and it is the official partner, not just of the Locked On Network, but also of the National Football League. Coming up on time here, Kraken fans. I mentioned we're going to get into the Pride Tape situation. Those who are part of the Locked On Kraken Insiders, you know I've talked about this before, and a few of us have exchanged what's happening. We saw uh, JT Brown had a very nice rainbow Pride liner in one of his suits this year. Allison Lucan, who... If you listen to the show, you know we'll probably be making an appearance on Locked on Kraken very soon. She has her wristband for her, um, I believe it's an Apple Watch. Not sponsored. Totally into it, Apple, though. Let us know. <laughs> but um, we, we've we seen that people have taken it upon themselves to be supportive. And I want to get into that a little bit more. But before we do that on tomorrow's episode, we got to get ready for tonight. It's a big night for the Seattle Kraken. For my money, I'm really looking to see if the Seattle Kraken can get a little bit more from some of their young guys. Of course, Ty Cartier hopping up on uh, on that first line with Maddie Beneers, having some chemistry there. Maddie Beneers obviously having chemistry with Eberly. I want to see energy, like energy. And again, I don't know how you measure that per se, but things like hits, you know, I don't love hits, but um, things like hits, things like even, um, I guess, you know, NHL edge in theory maybe has some of those stats when it comes to skating speed and stuff like that. But I, I really want to see some of the, uh, I, I talked about this on the uh, on an episode a couple of days ago, maybe a few days ago, that 1%, 50-50 pucks, effort, standing up people, what are we doing in the neutral zone? I think the Seattle Kraken, and I mean all teams, You, the neutral zone is kind of like the wild, wild west, right? The People are, are gaining and losing the puck like crazy in the neutral zone. But I think if we stand up tall and strong, we really disrupt entries from the Red Wings. We are clean with our entries and exits, 
from our defensive zone and then transitioning into the offensive zone. I want to see us not only protect the puck, but when we don't have the puck, go get the puck. So I'm looking at possession. Of course, we're looking at the power play. You know, how are the Seattle Kraken going to play a physical game and use that to their advantage? We're not, we're kind of, we're not like a really, we're a spry team, I'd say, not a scrappy team, but we've got some hard workers, some absolute engines. Yanni Gord is always at the top of that list for me. Belmar is solid as well. So I want to see how those guys can use their grit that they naturally have as a part of their game mixed and coupled with their IQ. Belmar gives us that more on the defensive side of things. He is really great at preventing things from happening, um, you know, in a noticeable way, which is not always what you want per se, but he, he's got perfect timing and a knack for getting the Seattle Kraken out of more trouble. <laughs> Whereas Yanni Gord is the opposite in my opinion. And he has a knack for finding holes in the defense of the other team, disrupting them, agitating them, and making opportunities for his teammates. So again, with Yanni Gord, or I should say with Jared McCann on the Yanni Gord line, another thing that I'm looking for is if we see Jared McCann start getting comfortable. Once again, Andre Burakovsky out of the mix. Jared McCann was our top and our leading scorer last year. You want to see him be able to do that. We know that he was extended early and, you know, Vince Dunn also got an extension. He's kind of leading things, but I mean, five points, it's, it's not a gold mine, <laughs> people. There's a lot of opportunity. That HC Hockey Club opportunity that we once talked about with a former Locked On host, it's ripe. This lineup is exciting for me. I think there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of opportunity for guys to step up and become the next Daniel Sprung, the next Morgan Geeky, and oh, my guy, my guy, he's irreplaceable if you ask me, but who's going to be our piss and vinegar? Who's going to be our sandpaper guy, our Ryan Donato? And again, I talked about um, NHL Edge, not perfect, not perfect. Even the user you know, interaction, not great. But something that is going to eventually, in theory, be available is where are we when it comes to garbage time? Ryan Donato lived in that tight in on goaltenders, picking up trash, getting gritty garbage goals. Who's going to do that? The Seattle Kraken, they don't muck it up enough. So uh, those are, not, they're kind of more abstract keys to the game, at least coming from me. But before we get out of here, of course, we have the amazing work of Allison Lucan and Bob Condor. And they have some, you know, some other maybe more tangible keys to the game. I closed that window for some reason, so I apologize um, as I pull it back up here. But here's, here's uh, what Bob Condor is uh, saying. He obviously talked about Burakovsky being out. That puts into play opportunity, HC opportunity for Ty Cartier, Matty Beneers. He mentioned also Yanni Gordon McCann. Keeping it special. Can you guess? Yes, special teams. Of course, we're talking special teams. Detroit second overall on converting power play chances. 
39.1%. So something's got to give. Are we going to continue to have a great penalty kill? Is Detroit going to continue to have a really solid power play? Something's got to give, writes Bob Condor. I think we give, and uh, what we give is the best power play that we've ever seen. That's that's my guess. Uh, know your foe. We talked about Debrinket. Dylan Larkin is who Bob Condor is talking about. He's, of course, the captain, 11 points. Lucas Raymond also on that line, uh, three assists on Sunday alone. So feeding to bring it. So you have to look out for Alex, but also that entire line. Detroit has won five straight games since losing the season opener. So they have momentum. The Seattle Kraken, we can't gain any momentum. But why not start in the Motor City? Uh, I love this. Um and then, of course, he talks about Daniel Sprung. So we're we're more or less in line with what Bob Condor was talking about for the the, the essentials, the some keys to this game. All right, folks, I think this is a big game. HC opportunity, HC standing for hobby, hockey club, kind of playing off of the football club, which you see in soccer. Anyway, HC opportunity tonight for the Seattle Kraken. Remember. To be kind to yourself and, of course, be kind to each other. There's a lot going on in the world. I mean, we're talking about pride tape here in the United States, but there is like some serious heavy stuff going on in the world. And I think we just have to remember that all lives have value and we want to be on the right side of history. Unfortunately, I don't want to get into my poli sci, uh, some of my essays that are that I wrote in college, but I'm sure that that it'll come up. Just be kind, be kind to yourselves, be kind and patient with one another. And then tonight we say loud and proud, hold fast, stay true, and let's go cracking. I hope you enjoy the game, and I will catch you on the next episode of this here program, also known as. Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala, signing out. Peace out, everybody.